still, I'm still a little hungry, to be honest. So this is I perfect. made three of these things. I don't know if you should only made one. Oh, no. Kellen's like, Kellen's churning them out. Yeah, you can make a ton of them, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it, yeah. Okay. Hey, welcome to Snackdown. I'm Justin, and this is... Andy. And it is getting warmer outside. That's exciting. Finally. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had to put sunscreen on today, which is pretty neat. Uh, so I, uh, I was out the other day... And I came home and I was rubbing my neck and it felt like razor burn on my neck. And I'm like, yeah. I ever like cut myself. That's weird. And then I was like, oh, it's uh, sunburn. <laughs> then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like burnt all over. Well, like, oh, it's first it, summer burn. Well, it's not like super healthy for you. It's it's yeah. like a good like telling like, oh, the spring and summer are alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even like expect it at all. Yeah. And then I was just like red. My face was red. My arms, my neck. I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, interesting. Nice. Our, our pale sun naive skin just can't handle it you know yeah um i'm excited for this episode and thank you very much for spearheading it if you will yeah it was a kind of a last minute decision but i think it's actually going to turn out to be kind of interesting and cool so we were kind of like getting to the end of the week and we just kind of busy and didn't have an idea and then all of a sudden i thought of doing because i had talked to my aunt about it briefly so we're gonna do we're gonna talk about and eat some spam today <laughs> And have you ever had Spam before, Andy? Uh, yeah, I have. I don't know. I, I think at one point I was obsessed with it. Maybe yeah. when I was like 12 or something dumb like that. But Yeah, so I don't, I, I've heard a lot about Spam. I don't think I've ever actually had Spam. Oh, really? interesting. I hear a lot of kids, it was like a school lunch, you know, you get Spam and a sandwich or something like that. Hmm. And we never got Spam. I never, my mom never bought Spam. And so it's one of those things, sometimes your parents, when they don't like something or don't eat something, you just kind of grow up Without also it. not liking it, even though it's like, you've never had it. It's just like, it's like a genetic distaste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, I've had thoughts about Spam, but I think when I was making it today or had it, I'm like, you know, I don't think I've ever had Spam. You've had thoughts about Spam? Yeah, I just had like, I Saw had Spam ingrained... on Bumble at some point. <laughs> yeah, I swiped, <laughs> I swiped right on, no. Whatever the I good swiped left. Whatever the yeah, good one is. Le- no, I swiped left on spam. Is that the bad which one? Is the bad one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I, I had ingrained opinions already of like, oh, spam is just this gross canned thing. But I realized today I've never actually had spam. Well, so. I think today's going to be um, a couple different ways to judge it. Yeah. So we'll get into the first thing we're going to do. But I was in Hawaii years ago. And spam is like rampant over in Hawaii. Like spam was all over the place. On every menu you go into, there's some sort of spam dish. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I actually didn't even have the spam when I was there. (laughs) There was other things I wanted to eat. Is it like ironically or unironically? What do you mean? Are they like, yeah, and you can get this chicken with spam. It wasn't like a replacement. It was like a meal that was based on the spam. Huh. At At many restaurants. Yeah. And so, you know... We'll get into it, but when you look up spam and all that, Hawaii eats a ton of spam, any more than anywhere else in America, at least. It's like ingrained in their diets, kind of. <laughs> um, so before we get going, do you have your spam can near you? I don't, do you? No, but um, I was looking at the expiration date, and ours probably have the same expiration date because they're probably from the same batch or lot, mm-hmm. and it's actually earlier than I thought, so we're living in the year 2020 right now but it's uh it was going to expire in 2023 did you think it was going to be later than that i guess i don't know i that just sounds think, about right i, I thought you were going to say when you were saying that like next year oh that no. would have been that would have been surprising to me but yeah. three years for me i mean i i think of like spam as like the like the cockroach of like a like nuclear fallout you can only eat spam because that's the only thing that's still good anymore in terms of meat at least so which it probably is like that's probably on the 
it's got to be on the upper echelon of of expiry. But it, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I expected more from you, spam. <laughs> well, I wonder why it lasts so long. Probably because it's got such a high fat content mm-hmm. and salt content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not very healthy. Not really at all. Uh, so let's get into the first thing we're going to eat, and then we'll talk more about spam. <laughs> Okay. So the first thing we're going to eat is called musubi, and it is spam sushi. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge popular dish in Hawaii. This is probably the most popular, like, iconic way that they eat spam there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a quick to-go food. You can eat it warm. You can actually eat it cold, too. Mine is going to be a little bit warm, just because we kind of just finished it. But yeah, this is uh, spam sushi, which I thought was really weird. But when I looked into other countries and how they make it... <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's a lot of different countries that do spam sushi. Surprised they didn't call it spushi. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So what this is is it's rice, obviously, because you're doing sushi. And when you're talking about sushi, sushi actually has to do with rice, not the wrapping. When mm. you think sushi, you think it has to do with the seaweed wrap. Yeah. But sushi has to do with rice. But this is this is wrapped in seaweed. And so then, it's rice with mm-hmm. a little bit of rice wine vinegar. Yeah. And then you have your slice of spam, which is soaked and marinated in soy sauce oyster sauce and sugar yeah so that's a new thing to the pod the oyster sauce i was like sugar and <laughs> yeah and then you kind of press that into a tight little bun and then you wrap it in a roll of seaweed well let's take a bite and then we'll talk about yeah. the we'll talk about the process and how we how we did right i'm gonna go spam to hit the top of my palate i could get down with this this is good this is really good so i mean like this was like one of the first ones that we did and so in the spots where it's like a double wrapping of seaweed, it's really hard to bite through. <laughs> yeah. But this is delicious, I think. I don't this know. This is really good, yeah. I think that so the seaweed the oyster, complements it. Go ahead. The, yeah, it does. The seaweed gives it a really nice flavor, and I think it mixes well with the oyster sauce. It kind of gives it a little bit of a fishy taste. Mm-hmm. And then it's got a little bit of, I know it's not really Asian, but you got the soy sauce and the rice. I mean, that's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, we're not eating Asian food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got soy sauce rice. It's got a little bit of a fishy flavor, but then the spam is nice, salty, breakfasty ham pork flavor. So you're talking about what's Asian and what's not Asian. Where would you find this dish or snack, if you will? So Hawaii. In Musubi? Mm-hmm. Where else? Well, so in uh, in South Korea, they have something similar. It's called kimbap. Okay. And it's also sushi, but it's sushi with a bunch of vegetables, and huh. it also has egg in it, mm. so... So we weren't gonna. I was like, well, that's out. Because <laughs> so I was like, let's just do a spam sushi episode. And then, interestingly <laughs> enough, when I was looking up spam recipes, like ninety percent of the recipes goes with egg. I'm so sorry. So I guess spam pairs well with egg. But <laughs> when I was looking through, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> what if one day I'm just cured? That'd be cool. I mean, obviously, we're gonna be doing snack down until the cows come home. But if we were taking a break, this is in like fifteen years, and like I just somehow was like, oh my gosh, I don't have an egg aller- or egg intolerance anymore. I'm like, fire it up. We start a new uh, <laughs> series of egg down episodes. Yeah. Uh, this I is have, really, really good. Yeah, I like it. Honestly, so um, I, I really think the one that just has uh, the seaweed wrapped in the middle, I think that would be fantastic, right? Really? Yeah, I think so. I think the rice vinegar is nice because I don't usually, I don't always have rice with rice vinegar. So alone, so I tasted the rice because I was having a hard time measuring it kind of and i think i put a little too much rice vinegar in mm-hmm. so i was tasting it just to see and alone i wouldn't really like eating the rice that way it was a little too vinegary mm-hmm. to just eat as straight rice so then i was like i don't know hopefully it pairs well with the you know the seaweed and the spam and it does i, I don't taste it's not very strong vinegar once it's mixed with all of the other things mm-hmm. 
It complements it. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, it complements um, it really well. Yeah. I think if you went to Hawaii, you could find this on, like, a food truck type deal. Like, it's very, like, scrap and go. Like, we eat, like, burritos and stuff. You know, like, a taco or a burrito, you just grab, like, a musubi somewhere. Hmm. And I'm sure the recipes for it get kind of wild. Mm-hmm. But if you look up pictures of musubi, I think we did a pretty good job. I think so, too. So there's two different ways to wrap musubi. You can wrap the whole thing, like I did which is from end to end, it's all seaweed wrapped. And then there's other ways where you kind of wrap it just around the middle. We did both in this house. Yeah. So Andy and Kaylin did both. I just wrapped them all the same way. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted like the flavor of the seaweed because some of the ones I saw, the pictures of it was just like a very thin strip, just basically holding it together. Mine looks like a sandal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah or like a horse brush i've seen some that kind of look mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know you stick your hand in the strap yeah <laughs> and you're like here buttercup <laughs> that's good so do you have a do you have the history of spam <laughs> yeah so i looked into it a little bit so spam was created in 1937 and apparently the meaning of spam is only known by a handful of people of former executives like what what the like what the uh <laughs> what it meant uh, anagr- what it stood for but wow. everyone is assuming it stands for spiced ham but what's crazy is, so what made Spam boom in the whole world is World War II. Mm-hmm. So in World War II, Spam was one of the main things that the soldiers ate. It was hard to get food to the front line, especially food that would last. Right. And so it became like a huge thing in World War II. All the soldiers ate it. Yeah, especially, I mean, I mean, obviously World War II had a lot of different supply chains that were working yeah. and weren't working. So a lot of, a lot the, of area to cover. The U.S. soldiers... Uh, refer to it as ham that didn't pass its physical meat, <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf without basic training and special army meat. <laughs> I like special army meat because that's before spam. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right? Oh, that is. Yeah. I didn't even uh, realize that when I read it. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like scouring that for like, what does spam mean? <laughs> but over the course of the war, the American military purchased 150 million pounds of spam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then it kind of spread. It made was popular in like the UK and Spain and all that. Because even after World War II, there was a lot of rationing and poverty. And like I guess spam became really popular. And uh, Margaret Thatcher called it a wartime delicacy. I guess in the UK. <laughs> so it says spam's ingredients are pork with ham. Yeah, with I don't. I don't pork understand. with ham added. That doesn't make sense to me because I thought pork was a general term, mm-hmm. which it is when I looked it up. So I don't know why it says pork with ham added. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> but according to Wikipedia, it's pork with ham added their salt, water, modified potato starch, sugar, sodium nitrate. And as it's like cooking, you know, it's got a natural gelatin that forms mm-hmm. in the in the tins and on the production line. And many have raised concerns over spam's nutritional attributes in large part due to its high content of fat, sodium, and preservatives. Okay. Hold on. You said a hundred million pounds of spam. And fifty million pounds of spam. Okay, yeah. so hundred fifty million. Let's let's do a little math. I'm just trying to think of how many pigs that is. <laughs> it's a lot. It's so, a lot. So divide by so a whole hog is approximately 120 to 140 pounds of meat, according to EvermoreFarm.com for whole hog ordering. So if we're doing like the upper end of that, so we, you divide 150 million by 140, you come up with 1,071,428 pigs. <laughs> and I guarantee you, it was more than that. Because I don't think they're taking, like, the nice parts of the pig and putting it in spam. Right. Well, you know I, I mean? yeah, but, I mean... So Maybe if, for wartime. Yeah, wartime, I'm all. thinking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if they if they kind of, like, wasted the bacon part on yeah. the pork belly on spam, shame on them. 
but yeah. <laughs> there's a war to be had. So mm. It's just interesting to me, though. So I was thinking, I wonder if spam would be as popular today, especially worldwide, if there was no World War II. Because that's kind of what blew spam up, was it became like a main source of food for the soldiers. It became all over the world, at least the countries that were involved in the war, became an easy, cheap source of meat. Yeah, it's a, it's a suffering food. <laughs> it's it's a food based out of necessity. So if you take away necessity, I mean, obviously there would have been like you know wars beyond World War Two. That because I, I'm sure not just it wasn't just World War Two where they were using spam in the military. Mm-hmm. Like no doubt they used it in the Korean War, maybe Vietnam, probably beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. It it uh. So it says Hormel expanded spam's output as part of Allied aid to similarly beleaguered Soviet Union, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. In his memoir Khrushchevek remembers Nikita Khrushchevek declared without spam we wouldn't have been able to feed our armies. It's just interesting how spam's effect on the war and the war's effect on spam. Okay, so I had I had this thought in my head that like the makers of spam are just like, yeah, we one could say that we fed the war and won the war. But yeah. um someone wrote an article <laughs> in defensemedianetwork.com that says a war won with spam and a few other things. <laughs> and then you see you see this dude eating spam directly out of the can like Ooh. by the spoonful over a fire or something and he's like got the can in his hand and he's got a cigarette in that same hand and then he's got the spoon i don't know how you'd like <laughs> get to the cigarette part like did you really need that cigarette while you're also eating highly processed spam? i don't know <laughs> it's interesting it doesn't take that long to cook spam though i mean it was two minutes per side so maybe if you were sitting by a campfire and just spoonful held it over the fire you could just warm it up because <laughs> that's all you really have to do with the spam. It's, I mean, it's already like cooked. Okay, so you ready for um, a World War II poem? There's a spam poem? <laughs> Just listen. Now Jackson had his acorns and Grant his precious rye. Teddy had his poisoned beef, worse you couldn't buy. The doughboy had his hardtack without the Navy's jam. But armies on their stomachs move, and this one moves on spam. It's pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Do you like that? Did you like that poem or nah? It was it was lovely. My, put my heart a flutter. Did it? <laughs> so during World War II also, in its occupations which followed, Spam was introduced into Guam, Hawaii, Okinawa, the Philippines, and other islands in the Pacific. It was immediately absorbed into native diets and has become a unique part of the history and effects of the U.S. influence in the Pacific Islands. Mm-hmm. So Guam is one of the countries that it's eaten most. Guam and South Korea, I guess, and the Philippines, they all eat a ton of spam. I think Guam more than anyone else. So here's something interesting and funny. So every year in Hawaii, they hold uh, the Waikiki Spam Jam, (laughs) which is like a spam festival. A spam jam. So it's like a spam festival and they have contests about like homemade spam recipes and all that kind of stuff. And in Hawaii, it's sometimes referred to as the Hawaiian steak because people like it so much. Now... Did that taste exceedingly high in sodium to you? Not not as much as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be even more because of the soy sauce yeah. and the oyster sauce that was in there. But maybe the sugar kind of balanced it out. Yeah. But it wasn't as... I was expecting it to be real salty because soy sauce on its own is pretty salty. Yeah. And there wasn't a there wasn't a ton added, but it had like a pretty high amount in terms of, in, in terms of like relation to everything else in the little marinade. It's delicious. <laughs> I really like it, actually. So uh, this is actually really easy to make, too. The only thing that took a long time is the rice, obviously, because rice mm-hmm. takes a while. 
So the rice had to soak for four hours. That's just kind of what you do with rice. Yeah. <laughs> Probably could have been done less, but... Which so, I had never actually cooked rice either, so this was like all new to me. Say that again? I'd never actually cooked rice before this. Ever. Myself, so, yeah. You've never is, ever made <laughs> rice. No. no. So, like, that's always <laughs> someone else's job. We even, like, do uh, potlucks at work. You know, we all bring one thing. Uh-huh. And it's always someone's like, oh, I'm really good at making rice. Some Wait, someone volunteered? So everyone else is, like, making, like, really expensive stuff. And then yeah. they've got this corn kernel size bag, like you've got, like a 50-pounder, yeah. where you just always like, oh, I've got popcorn. Yeah. I'll make- <laughs> I, I always volunteer to, like, buy the chips for the salsa that someone else is making. So I don't have to make anything. <laughs> this is this is snack down guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so i mean there's like rice cookers you know like yeah you can get like a nice apparatus for cooking rice which is what this person did so yeah. you soak the rice for four hours then you simmer it in boiling water for 20 minutes and then you kind of let it cool with rice wine vinegar mm-hmm. and then you are marinating the spam and the soy sauce oyster sauce sugar then you pan fry it for like two minutes on each side just to get it a little bit brown and crispy. Yep. And then you supposed to use, if you have it, a rice press to kind of like compact the rice. But we actually used the spam can. I'm not even sure if Kaylin did. I don't the, think she did. Yeah. yeah, you can just use your hand. The rice is sticky enough that you can, can compact in your hand. If you want it like the exact shape of the spam, um, you can just use the spam can. I keep saying spam cam. <laughs> the- <laughs> that's, that's when... Um- that's when you like leave the spam alone just to make and like to make sure it's not sentient. You put the baby monitor <laughs> in the room. And <laughs> you're like, are you very dead and processed or so processed that you're alive again? Spam can. Yeah. So you take the spam can and you kind of use uh, saran wrap and kind of like line it with that. And then you push the rice in, you push the spam in, you kind of push it down and then you just pop that back out. Did you do that? Yeah. You did that method? It worked pretty well. Yeah. I thought that was just good. I found that um, the sugar was caramelizing and like really getting kind of burnt. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of set the pan to more of a simmer. We we tried to kind of flash fry it and it just it just started burning. We're just like take it off. So <laughs> yeah, mine kind of burnt and I just kind of let it go. Yeah. So one side was nice and you know like a little bit toasty brown, and then the other side was kind of a more blacker, stickier. <laughs> <laughs> version of the top but it's, i don't taste any burnt flavor though it actually still tastes pretty good oh yeah I, I, it doesn't taste too burnt and i think we we caught it at the right time so um well you want to get into uh the the next dish yeah we'll take a a deep dive into a spam witch okay yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into that when we come back so we'll take a break and uh, be back with another spam dish your spamish is very nice is you're very fluent in spamish Habla espanol. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right <laughs> we'll be right back. All see right, you in a bit. Bye. Hey, guys. If you like what you hear every week and you're looking to support Snackdown, one of the best ways is just telling your friends. You can also send us suggestions on social media. We always like that. Another way people have supported us is by sending us snacks in the mail. The newest way you can support is going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com snackdown. And by doing that, you can get early day releases to episodes. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for listening. Back to the episode. And we're back. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something like we're spam or we're, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I really tricked you. Sometimes, so so, sometimes you look for the negative space for the tricks. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we have here? So what would you do? You, fir- you first there, Chelsea. Okay, so what we did was 
We did a classic grilled cheese sandwich with some pan-fried Spam in the middle. And this is kind of a popular way to do that in America, I guess. Just kind of eating it in like a grilled cheese sandwich. Sometimes there's egg in it. But we didn't do it with eggs. We just did a classic grilled cheese with some pan-fried Spam. And I basically just, I didn't do anything extra. The only thing that's different about mine is I have ultra-sharp American cheese. Mm. Which is weird because I don't think I've ever had sharp American cheese. We only think of that as cheddar. No, but I do think of American cheese as kind of being a cheaper cheese. Yeah. So you have like two sort of suffering foods. <laughs> <laughs> but it's ultra sharp. Loving it. That means it's, it's elegant American cheese. It's sliced, right? Yeah. And they come in long strips. This the American cheese that I got. Because I got it from a deli. It's mm-hmm. not like uh, prepackaged or whatever. And so then I fold it in two and it's got kind of like two pieces of the cheese on there. And then it's got two pieces of Spam. And that's about it. I didn't do anything. I didn't season it or anything like that. So I did a little something different. Yeah. It's most of the same. So I did. Actually, it's got it's some really good. Um, it's called like French peasant bread it's like mm-hmm. what we're getting we've got like this little produce box and so if you're in central new york there's a brand called heidelberg and it's just like mm-hmm. this really good bread so that's all we have unfortunately you know yeah. fortunately or unfortunately and, uh, and then I have sharp American cheddar, just kind of um, shredded cheddar. And then I did the spam. I kind of pre-fried that, right? Like we were talking about. And then um, there's a really good barbecue sauce that's specifically, well, I think it works specifically with pork. It's called, it's the dinosaur barbecue sensuous slathering sauce. <laughs> nice. I haven't eaten it yet. Kellen took a little nibble off the side and she said, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm using, my bread isn't like plain white bread. It's kind of white bread, but I, I've been buying this 647 bread. Have you ever seen that? No. Is it good? So it tastes like regular bread, like white bread or whatever, but it's the 647 stands for, it's got six, it's only got six carbs, 40 calories and seven net fiber, grams of fiber, but it's basically made like similar ingredients. I don't know how it's so, because it's like a third of the calories of other brands of bread does it have more air (laughs) maybe it seems pretty thick though so are you a squisher when you make grilled cheese what do you mean like you take the spatula and like smush it no oh you gotta smush what are you talking about why (laughs) it adds to the flavor i think no it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) you don't smush you like what what would you smush what are you smushing The the bread you take the spatula and like smash it at what point during the cooking not really no Interesting. I don't think you need to. <laughs> Let's take a bite of this. Okay. Thoughts? It's good. It tastes kind of like a ham and cheese for me. Yeah. When you put a little bit of ham in your grilled cheese. I try not to add a ridiculous amount of the sensuous slathering sauce. And I think a lot of it absorbed into the bread. But it's really it's really good. Just adds like yeah. a little touch of something else. So you guys don't buy Spam at home, right? No, we don't own any cans of Spam. Do you think this will become a new thing you'll buy? No. Especially since you have kids. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't. No. Especially since we have kids. I like. What? Well, I mean, how about you? Would you buy this? Maybe like if I was looking for something like really quick. You know, <laughs> at least when I think like of something I've, really quick, I think of McDonald's. <laughs> so interesting that you say that. So if you so in Hawaii, uh, the Burger King to compete with McDonald's has spam in their sandwiches. They have spam burgers. So it's funny uh-huh. you say that. But but no, I probably won't. And I think a lot of people in America think of spam as cheap food and if you have the money to buy regular ham or pork why, would why you wouldn't buy spam? you yeah exactly. right right so i think that's kind of like everyone's opinion of spam that's kind of been my opinion i think it's pretty good but in that opinion if i have the money why not buy ham or pork or whatever but if you go to somewhere like hawaii or guam or whatever they just they just love the, the taste and flavor of spam i wonder how much spam is in relation to um like cost in hawaii versus like 
continental United States. I mean, I can only imagine that, I mean, everything has to be pretty expensive in Hawaii. So does spam kind of follow suit or is it like something that's still sort of cheap because it doesn't have to be fresh or frozen or whatever? Yeah, but I mean, pigs aren't something that you grow. So it's Mm -hmm. not like they'd have a hard time having Mm -hmm. pigs in Hawaii. They probably could have pigs. They probably, the only thing they don't have is the land. Yeah. I mean, pigs need land. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things that it's just a cultural thing now. You kind of grow up eating spam. If everyone mm-hmm. grows up eating spam, you kind of like spam. And that's what I was saying. Like I didn't grow up eating spam, so I don't have like these fond memories of spam. I don't have these home-cooked meals in mind of spam. There's nothing like tying me to the flavor of spam. So I just, I might as well just buy pork or whatever. But I think if it's instituted early on and it's a national thing and it's a, a pastime and a cultural thing, I think they don't think of it as cheap. Or long-lasting, I think of it as just a different type of food to eat. Let's talk about cost of living, just in general, in Hawaii. Hawaii, Yeah. It's expensive. (laughs) Yeah. You ready for this? And I'm comparing this to, specifically to Syracuse. So the cost of living index uh, for a homeowner with no childcare and taxes not considered, let's say the index is 79. It's 176.5 in Honolulu. Food and groceries, 96 versus 138. Housing is 38 in Syracuse versus 285. Wow. So you're going to pay for a house in Honolulu 649% more. <laughs> Honolulu is like a vacation town, though. You might be able to go cheaper if you went to like... Okay. Let's I mean, they're an- all pretty vacation-y, but... Let's pick another place. Okay, so if you live in Hawaiian Acres, Hawaii, which let's find out where that is. It's in Hawaii County, Hawaii. Cost of living isn't, it's Probably more expensive, similar. but it's, um, the home cost is only 179% more expensive rather than 649% That's, yeah. more expensive. So it's expensive, but not as astronomical. So there is state parks in Hawaii that you can camp for free. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can That's just awesome. camp eternally. The weather's nice. So the weather in Hawaii fluctuates only by like 10 degrees all year long. So that's kind of crazy. You just got to worry about, you know, volcanoes and hurricanes and things like that. <laughs> I mean, if there's a volcano, kind of doesn't matter if you're in a tent or not. No, <laughs> exactly. You know? I got my uh, my windscreen, my rain fly, and my lava wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. My this sandbags, which will turn into glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a glass farmer. Um <laughs> This sandwich is pretty good. So if I had you over and I had smoked Spam, mm. that actually would be, right? What are you thinking? I wonder what that would be like. Cold smoke Spam or hot smoke Spam? What are you thinking? I think you could cold smoke it for longer. I think hot smoking it, I don't know. Yeah. You're the meat guy. Am I? Is this meat? <laughs> so you were hot smoking your beef jerky, right? Uh-huh. Could you do Spam jerky? I would not want to do Spam jerky. <laughs> you should smoke some Spam. Uh, next time I go to the store, I'll get a can of Spam. And then I'll also get a bunch of cheese just to kind of make it worth smoking. <laughs> and then I'll cold smoke some Spam. So the the texture is very... Spongy? Yeah, it's like a spongy, squishy. How does that... How would that hold up to smoking, do you think? Well, if it's cold smoked, it won't matter. Yeah, that's why I was thinking cold smoking would be yeah. better. So speaking of smoking, when I was at the store the other day... I bought. I keep trying to buy smoked fish, just trying to find a good one that I could buy from the store and not get mm-hmm. from you or something. Yeah. And yeah. I, uh, I don't normally go to Price Chopper, but I was there and I saw they had like different kinds in the Wegmans versions, mm-hmm. and they had some smoked herring, and it was like yeah. these long strips, and it looked a lot different than like the package I normally get, and it was like covered in like like salt and seasoning, and it looked really good. So I'm like, sweet, mm-hmm. this might be what I'm looking for because it looks a lot more. 
solid instead of squishy. Like I, you know, the ones I keep getting are very wet and uh, moist. So this looked a little bit more dry. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited. Super it good. Gro- it was the grossest <laughs> thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> I almost, like I, I had to spit it out. Really? I took one bite and it was so salty it was basically like eating a mouthful of seawater have you ever like got seawater in your mouth yeah that's how much salt it was like i couldn't taste any fish were there instructions on how to eat it that's why after i like spit it out i'm like this is like impossible to eat did you google how to eat smoked herring i did not but i looked all over the package to see if there was preparation or like something that you're supposed to do it wasn't Uh, anything no a lot of people are serving it as is. They say if you see some salt crust on it, did you? Yeah. Probably worth rinsing. Maybe that's what I should have done is rinse it. Uh, someone writes, been eating smoked, smoked herring for years. Great Gramp smoked his own in Nova Scotia. But I still pick up a package every once in a while. We've enjoyed it just as it comes on crackers or a little rye bread. Sour cream would be nice too. It's such a unique flavor. By itself is best. But thinking on a toothpick with the right piece of cheese might be nice. Some... Cool jazz in the background. A bottle of wine by a fire. Can you can you can you um, edit in a little smooth jazz while we're talking about that? Some, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back again after dinner. <laughs> Made the eggs in tomato sauce, otherwise known as eggs in purgatory. They were very well received. Made refried beans, mmm, with pinto beans, ooh, which were made last night. <laughs> they were very well received. The herring was very salty even after rinsing and deboning and rinsing again and lemon wedges having been squeezed over. But the dinner was not a total loss. Champagne cures everything. Writes, Geo, January 2, 2009, 4.52 p.m. Diary entry number. (laughs) 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 Laying on his bed with his legs in the air. That was like the perfect... I didn't even like screen that one. That was the perfect one. So here's one of the problems I found with Spam is like if you're going to eat Spam, you're eating the whole can. There's no way you're scooping out part of the Spam. You got to take that whole block out and then eat it. So I still have some Spam out there on like the cutting board that I got to figure out what I'm going to do with. I wonder how long it lasts outside of the can. It's like a scared little animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like after you touch cheese or something like that, yeah, bacteria will yeah. start to grow. So I wonder if... Now that it's sitting out on the counter or it's been exposed to air, if the shelf life goes down. I'm assuming it probably does, for sure. Here's a spam handling protocol. So you open up the can of spam. Then you Mm -hmm. dump the spam, because it doesn't really have a lot of water with it. No. You dump the spam directly into a Ziploc bag. Then you kind of, Mm -hmm. almost like with chapstick, you kind of push it up a little bit. And then you slice off what you need. Then the spam goes back in the Ziploc. Can you imagine spam? Spam you very much. What? (laughs) Can you imagine spam? Lipstick or spam chapstick? <laughs> no. Just take a little nibble? Dude, uh, you and I need to get on the Burt's Bees idea board. They're like, Burt's Bees is like, man, we don't really have a lot of business in Hawaii. And we're like, <laughs> spam. <laughs> you and I are just rolling up our sleeves. They're like, how'd you get in here? You're like, look, jerks, here's what you're going to do. It's called the Hawaii Pack, and it's a two-pack of chapstick. And one of them is pineapple flavored and the other is spam flavored. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, speaking of that, a lot of the Hawaiian sandwiches also have pineapple with their spam. I think I would prefer that. I think that would be pretty good. I think if we revisit this, probably not on the pod, but just as friends. Yeah. Pan fry the spam, pan fry the pineapple also. Mm-hmm. Would you put cheese with it at that point? Does cheese go with pineapple? No, I would do, I would do um, pan fried pineapple, a little bit of 
honestly, that sensuous slathering sauce from Dinosaur. And then mm-hmm. I would do pan-fried Spam. I would probably do thin layers of Spam still and just kind of stack them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of like a little... Uh, layered. Yeah, like a little layered. A little layering little effect. On a, Hawaii, on a Hawaii bun or whatever. What if you... Brand. A true Hawaiian pizza would not be ham and pineapple on top, but Spam and, spam pineapple, and pineapple pizza. Pineapple. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Can we, let's can we talk about this is a little on subject. Let's talk about the history of introduction of pigs to Hawaii. A pig wouldn't have floated to Hawaii, right? Maybe, maybe they a couple pigs set and sail. Gonna go with no on that. <laughs> so the original the original history of it was there was a na- guy named Captain Cook who was also in charge of making donuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thought is that Captain Cook and his European crew. Uh, came uh, to Hawaii in 1778, but uh, there's a lot more data that shows that the pig's lineage is more Asian in nature, and mm-hmm. they think that the Polynesians brought them about 800 years before, so probably like yeah. in the 900s, yeah. which is cool. It's very cool. Hawaii's, when I was there, Hawaii's got a really interesting history because it's very influenced by two different, completely different cultures. Mm-hmm. So you got the American culture as it's now part of America, but then it also has its Polynesian roots. So and it's then, a very like mixed culture, then, which is kind of cool. And then also Japanese culture. Yeah. I would say this, this wasubi is very Japanese. Very, very Japanese. Yeah. It's yeah. a good mix. Dude, if we added pineapple to that, I think it would have had to have been a very um, caramelized pineapple for it to work. I think mm-hmm. if it was like a fresh, like juicy pineapple, I don't think it really would have worked uh, with the rice and the spam. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Nice. This is good. I, th- this is a very good episode. Yeah. It came together. So it was just like a random idea. Like, why don't we just do spam? It's easy. We've never done it before. Mm-hmm. And then when I started looking it up and looking at like spam's influence all over the world. You I took a like, deep oh, dive into the spam can. Well, it's, it also is weird to me that one of America's biggest influences food-wise in the world mm-hmm. is spam, which is like processed canned ham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just very interesting. Yeah. I don't but, know. I mean, it's kind of our food over here is very processed. But it's very interesting that it came out right before the World War II. The World War II? <laughs> <laughs> right before World War II and then was a major... You're like, help. right before the Great American War. Or the War to End All Wars Part 2. So, so which which World War was the Great War? The first one. The, the first one was the Great War? Yeah. That makes sense because there wasn't a two yet. So that was the biggest war yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now they've just started numbering them because they know yeah. <laughs> it's just a long line of wars. It says like World War blank of question mark. <laughs> and two, they're like, should we call it the Greater War or World it's, War Two? <laughs> it's in a series. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Now we're stuck in post-Cold War skirmishes. Yay. So I've been reading a lot of books through the quarantine era. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, whenever I read books, unplanned, they always have similar themes. Like what? So Always like a, a like whale. last year, I read a lot of books about uh, like Native American culture and oh really unplanned. I just was like reading; it just kept coming up in the books that I was reading. I'm hmm. like, huh, it's kind of interesting. This year, it's the Cold War, atomic bombs, and like <laughs> like America's like turn towards nuclear warfare, and it's kind of a depressing <laughs> read. But I've already read like uh, three books with that, so then it's like now I'm leaning into it and uh, <laughs> starting to get more books. <laughs> Nice. I don't think that's nice, actually. So the spam uh, is kind of fitting for that. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's... I think I actually might get spam again. On a I... pinch, like if I'm buying like lunch, like sandwich stuff, it's kind of cool on a sandwich. But I, so honestly, I'd say spam, in my opinion, I wouldn't just put it by itself. 
You know what I mean? Oh no, I wouldn't just or like or not even. Spam. I had big hesitancy to even just have it just with cheese. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think it just needs. Yeah. I think it needs a it little needs marinade. Some, needs a little sauce. Yeah. Oh, maybe a spam and Swiss. You Ooh, know what I mean? Yeah. I was looking at all the cheeses and mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh, I bet it would be good with this and this. But I decided to go with American for like a classic grilled cheese. So when you make grilled cheese, what's your classic cheese? Cheddar, honestly. You're a cheddar grilled cheese guy? It's just kind of what I have on hand. I don't really buy American too much. I don't really buy it either. But here's a great thing to do. One slice of American, one slice of provolone. (laughs) What? Delicious. Say it again? One slice of American, one slice of provolone. Why do you say provolone like that? What is it? Provolone. That's what I was saying, provolone. It's different? You say provolone. 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 Do you live provolone or do you live with <laughs> with a roommate <laughs> provolone <laughs> Home so alone got two. <laughs> provolone yeah the cheese is just like setting Kevin! traps <laughs> yeah. um, i'll give it a whirl i'll give it a whirl yeah. on that we gave sam a whirl but yeah i uh the american cheese adds like a nice classic grilled cheese taste the provolone adds a stretch from your oh, mouth back yeah. to the sandwich delicious combo I feel like Mott's would do that, too. But Mott's doesn't have the same flavor. Mozzarella has a very subtle flavor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Are I, you a two-cheese or one-cheese grilled cheeser? Two. It's got to yeah. be two. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have two. Otherwise... got to have two. What, what's wrong with you? What is, what's yeah. wrong with you? You're not eating two. Now, if you're putting something with it, like, say, Spam, do you still I, do two? I, I do one. Or does one. that take the place of one? And I kind of had shredded cheese, so I yeah, sprinkled so it. really... So I'd honestly, um, I'd probably just do one. I don't like any cheese hanging off the sides, though. You know what I mean? Really? I like a little drip. So Especially here... when it touches the pan and turns a little brown and crispy. No, don't like that. No? No. I could don't. eat burnt cheese all day. I think that's good. So you don't like it, any drip out of the bread? Uh, not early drip. I don't want that drip turning into like this, not even just like burnt, but like burnt and like dried and like kind of air puffed. I don't like mm-hmm. that. When you get like that level of burnt, not a fan. I think you have to have some sort of a drip to know that cheese is melted. Because nothing is worse than browning or blackening the outside of the bread too quickly. And then the cheese inside is not melted. Do you put the lid on or nah? I didn't know. I don't I'm know. a lid on guy. Yeah, that, that would melt the cheese quicker. Make, it makes sense. And But so you if you squish, get... if you squish the sandwich with the spatula, that also helps. Doesn't help. What is that? Next time you make a grilled cheese, smush that thing. So I found, I found in sandwich making, so while I can't have mayonnaise, I like adding butter to the inside of bread, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then it kind of adds like a little bit of a little pizzazz. So have you ever had a sandwich made on like a panini press or a George Foreman? Yeah, yeah. So that kind of adds that squish factor. You know, you're like squishing the bread. So it's like that flatter. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you're doing in this. You're just kind of <laughs> doing it yourself. So, okay. But the, but the bread that I have is like pretty firm. Thick, yeah. So I don't yeah, think it would like if you're using like Wonder Bread, then like sure, right? So the the trick to do with thick bread, if it's hard to squish, is the you take the spatula and like stab it across it, kind of breaking it in like twenty different spots, and then it will squish easier. I, I think you're relying. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're paying too much attention to the squish factor, <laughs> and not enough to. I don't. I, I feel like you're missing something else. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. it's a very important part of a grilled cheese. Vote now, people. I'm sure people will agree with me. Okay, so so that takes the precedent. Let's talk about ranks of importance of importance, right? The squish, squish, the drip factor, the cheese type, the bread type. What's the most important? I would say squish, number one. That's not the most important. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you messing with me? Maybe two. What's the most important? Cheese type. Okay. Then, then the squish, squish. Then the drip. Then the bread. 
You think the bread is fourth in line for most importance? But you can make grilled cheese with anything. I've got some words off the pod for you, but... <laughs> <laughs> so is your bread choice more important than your cheese choice? They're equally important. I mean, I guess... I don't know. That's a tough question. Squish is clearly not important to me. Squish is very important. If it's an unsquished grilled cheese, it's only mediocre. I'll, I'll note that next time you come over. <laughs> and I'll tell you I squished it. But guess what, Justin? I didn't squish it. I'll test it. I'm sure you... <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you send meat or you send like a meal back to be microwaved because like it's not done yet and like yeah. sending back my sandwich for the squish yeah or you just see me like pounding it with my fist <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like then my kids are like copying you i'm like i'm like justin you ruined lunch <laughs> my kids have molten cheese on them now <laughs> there's a the reason that just reminds their faces me of, are melting <laughs> remind me of the story of me and my brother when we were young we we're eating like peanut butter and jelly or something like that and mm-hmm. we were fighting on the back porch, and one of us like knocked the other person's sandwich on the ground and like stepped on it. So there was like a big heel, like <laughs> heel mark in the sandwich. And my mom still made us eat it. Really? <laughs> yeah, because we were like messing around and playing, and she's like, "Well, you still have to eat it." And there was like a footprint, kind of like smushed in the sandwich. Did you? Yeah, I don't remember whose it was or like who stepped on it. But we just told her that story. We're like, remember that? She's like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so what was your favorite? I'd probably say the masubi. Uh, just, just because I've never had, I mean, I've had sushi before, obviously, but it's less, it's like less common in my diet. And I think it, I think it panned out. I think it really worked out. Yeah. It was really different. And I liked that the spam was marinated. I yeah. think it gave it like a slightly different taste than the, like the grilled cheese. And it was only five minute marinade. I mean, that's not. Yeah, it's not that much. It's not, it's not crazy. Like a whole yeah, process. Yeah. The only thing that was tough about it was, you know, you have to make rice. So I mean, it's like a longer <laughs> no, it's process. It's not tough. It didn't take that long though. I mean, you're just soaking it for four hours. You're not cooking for four hours. I mean, so. I, th- I think the soaking it was just to kind of get out the excess starch, just yeah. like the I fine mean, you, powder. When I dumped starch. the water out, it was very, very like cloudy. So I rinsed mine a couple times before I let it sit. Oh, really? I rinsed yeah. it after, but I was just following the instructions. Honestly, you can probably just get away with just rinsing it five times. I put mine in a um, in a measuring cup, like a large like Pyrex one. And so then I just kept rinsing it. It was super cloudy, super cloudy, super cloudy. And then it ran a little clearer. So I think you can just get away with that. I, don't, I really don't think you got to do four hours. I rinsed mine and then I did it for four hours. But um, I don't think you need to. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was really good. I liked it. And I like I like the seaweed, the nori wraps. It's called mm-hmm. nori. I've been eating seaweed as a snack lately. They sell these packs of seaweed that's like salty and greasy, and it is delicious. Why are they greasy? I think it's just because they're salty, but um, yeah, they're pretty <laughs> greasy. They're oily. That's more, it's more oil. They add like there. some sort of vegetable oil or something yeah. in there? And there's like right? a little, uh, s- there's like a delicatessen in there. Is that what it's called? Nope. A, s- a silicon pack. A silicate? Yeah, there's a silicate uh, in there. A desiccant? Desiccant. That's what I was thinking with the delicatessen. <laughs> a delicatessen is like a, it's a restaurant. It's a cooking term. Yeah, yeah, it's a chef or a restaurant. I think it comes, I think it's like a German word. Let's see. Can I just is double it? check that real quick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a German, it's from the German delicatessen or Dutch delicatessen, meaning prepared food for, prepared foods for sale. Hmm. But yeah, it's good. Just eating seaweed. And it has the same flavor as this. It's only just, it's got a little bit more salty, oily flavor to it. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that one. So, well. And I like this, the cheese sandwich, the grilled cheese sandwich. It was good. It just reminded me of like throwing some ham, like lunch meat ham in there. Do you, do you know how we say, you know what the short word for delicatessen is? What? Catessen? Tessen? Essen? Deli? 
Oh, deli? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I used every other part of the word. <laughs> <laughs> Were you messing with me? No. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> uh, you read so many books. <laughs> I didn't really think about the question. I just... <laughs> You're just spitballing, man. These yeah. are just brainstorms. <laughs> Well, I thought the reason you were telling me was because it's gonna it was gonna be really weird, you know. No, it was a softball. <laughs> I was just throwing you a softball. That's awesome. Well, you wanna wrap up? <laughs> yeah. So that was spam. So get out to your local store and squeeze out the meat from the can. Did you did you squeeze the meat out? Uh it was a little squeeze and a lot of shake. Yeah, I had to like shake, shake, shake. They make yeah. it look so easy in the like the YouTube videos that I've seen, but I think that cut out a lot of the shaking. I, I think it just has to like, because it, it's kind of a little loose in there. So mm-hmm. I think it kind of has to, you know, when you're like shaking a guitar pick out of an acoustic guitar, like if it falls in, it's kind of like a little bit of that. Like it's yeah. kind of got to line up with the with the shape of the <laughs> yeah. can. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Would you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah anyway well yeah thanks for joining us and, uh, if you have any yeah. s- spam uh recipes just let us know yeah and look online like if you have more time to cook there's a lot of different uh recipes out there for spam from all over the world uh, yeah. these are just kind of like simple sandwiches i mean i think they consider the sushi mosubi kind of like a sandwich in hawaii sort of it's kind of the same size as an ice cream sandwich <laughs> a, a shushy sandwich yeah <laughs> a sandwich. yeah thanks for joining us guys and uh take care of yourselves and each other and don't forget, if we get 20 Patreon subscribers, I will be pieing Andy in the face. It's true. It's very important to me. <laughs> Just for one month. Just, Just do it for, for one month. month. What the heck? All right. Thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this episode and others like it on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and a bunch of other places. And you can go to our website at www.snackdownpod.com. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com snackdown. And you can give us a call and leave us a message at 315-313-5456. Wow, that was really off the dome and quick. That was great. (laughs) Um, But I don't know what Delhi is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Spam Spam you later. Nice. All right. (laughs) Talk to you later, guys. Bye. There she was, that salty girl. (laughs) We locked eyes across the table. Her eyes were fixed because she's herring and she's dead and (laughs) just left her eyes on.